0: Welcome to episode 34 of the Chewy on Your Boot podcast and we've had some pretty big guests on the last few weeks but it's just back to Riley and I and we're looking forward to this one. We're going to chat a bit of sport. Riley, I hope you've been able to give your shoulders a good rest. Welcome to the show. Thanks mate, I'm not sure about that but no, it's good back of our roots for starting off as we did back in the good old days so yeah let's get into a bit of AFL I reckon. Yeah, it's it's starting to all come together, isn't it? With a start date um, and a starting game with the Tigers and the Pies, that'll be a good one. Yeah, well, your Tigers, obviously, as we've gone through many times on the show, but it's definitely an ideal start to the, the resumption of the AFL, the two biggest clubs, certainly in Victoria and probably in the league, so I think that'll be a cracker. I actually think the Pies will get up because I think they're a much better side, in my opinion, but... Not, not sure what your thoughts are on that, Ben. Oh, well, they, they're certainly a, a good side. I won't discredit them of that. But I think the Tigers, there's quite a lot of talk out there that we're going to be pretty good again. So it'll just see what happens with that one, I reckon. Oh, you'll it's be hard to beat, no doubt about that. It's certainly smart from the AFL. It'll get a big TV audience and, yeah. Yeah, you'll be hard to beat this year, no doubt about that. But I... I think the Pies nearly should have won it in 2018, should have been grand finalists last year. Mm. I think they're a very good side. I think they'll go a long way this year. And I think, yeah, it'll be a cracker of a game round two. And the showdown hopefully will be in round yeah. two as well, which will be fantastic for not only South Australian fans, but footy fans because yeah. they're always great games. Just going back to Collingwood, I think there's a bit a talk around Adam Trelaw's calf. Not sure if he'll be able to get up for that game. Well, it's notorious his calves are giving him a bit of grief. So, but yeah, yeah, he's a he's a great player. So, hopefully, he can because they've got a good midfield of the pie. So, if he's up and about, there's not much that can stop them. So, yeah, I think you're very right there, Ben. Yep. And yeah, so obviously we'll wait for the rest of the round two to come out on Monday. I think it is. It's supposed to be Monday. Yeah. Yep. All right, top four. Give it to me, Ben. What do you got? Uh, well, I'll be biased. <laughs> I'll go the Tigers at the <laughs> top of the ladder. Um, but I do agree with you. I think the Pies will be very hard to beat as well. I'll have them in second. And the Eagles in third. And who have we got? Brisbane in four, I reckon. Yeah, not bad. I'm pretty similar, but I think Collingwood first, Richmond second, West Coast and the Giants. I think they're a good side still yeah. and will have learnt from last year, Yeah, obviously. Probably made it further than anyone expected, but didn't perform the way they would have on grand final day, obviously. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, going back to our podcast before the season started, what we had as our top four. I
1: that reckon- is
0: true. I I think it was pretty similar, but yeah, I think we did top eight top eight, yeah, and i had um I'm pretty sure I had Fremantle finishing at the bottom. I don't mind Freya to be honest. Yeah. I think they're all right. they've got some good players, good experience in Monday and Fife, um, and there's talk that jesse hogan's yeah back fit um and well, so. That'll be good. Well, today. that's on the agenda, so we'll talk about that while we're on the subject. Obviously, uh, he's been a good player for a while, but hasn't quite lived up to the expectations some had of him because of mental yeah. health, all these kinds of things. But it's it's good to see that he'll hopefully be back for round two. Yeah, well, he's an exciting prospect. He's got a massive potential, and like we saw in some of his earlier seasons at the D's, he he was at, at his at top flight. He was really good, sir. Well he kicked forty or fifty goals yeah. one year, was the one of one of the dominant full forwards in the game. Yeah. So and that yeah. was only, only in his second or third year, I think. Yeah. So hopefully he can get back to somewhere near that form. It'll be good for Freo and good for the AFL in general, I think. Just on the D's, Harley Bunnell, do you reckon he'll get fit again or? Well, watching that um sort of mini documentary that the D's made about their pre season, oh it was all very hopeful surrounding Bernal And I've, I think I've heard reports in the last few weeks that he's been training and looking good. So, I mean, he's had a lot of cracks at it and this is definitely his last chance. So I hope for his sake yeah. that he will get up and play because he's a very exciting player at his best. Yeah, we just wish him the best. Hopefully he can get back out there because it's good for the game. Well, it's, it's, I think it's a credit to the Dees of giving someone like that a chance. They've had a obviously coming off the back of a very, very disappointing season and to give someone who's had a bit of a dodgy past a chance like that, I think it's credit to them. So hopefully yeah. it works out for both. And I think they're the sort of things that can make a club, those sort of bold calls. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did lose round one of the days, but all signs are that they'll be much better than they were last year and that that was a bit of an anomaly. So yeah. hopefully... Well they sort it of back to the twenty eighteen form. Yeah. As you mentioned with their documentary, they sort of have to be good after <laughs> what they've said and everything. And yeah, no, Simon, that's exactly right. Some good on his last legs if this season doesn't turn out, so Well, I mean, people talked about them last year as premiership favourites, sort of thing. So yeah. it was as disappointing a season as you could possibly come across. So yeah, they need to be finishing above tenth. Probably finishing top eight, I think, for this to be a success. Yeah. I think in Brisbane, Brisbane, will be taking a lot of, a lot out of Melbourne last year, trying not to do the same thing. That'll be interesting. Well, yeah, all off season, Fagan was sort of trying to play down that they could go down a similar path. So, and it didn't start off with them very well, very well for them in round one, yeah. losing to the Hawks. So, but I think Brisbane having other teams coming up to the Gold Coast and all that, like WA and South Australian teams, I think they'll benefit from that very well because they're likely to play those teams as their away games but still in Queensland in the first quarter of the season. Yeah, that'll be gold for them, not much travel. Yeah, I mean, it's on the Gold Coast, but I don't think it'll benefit the Suns too much. (laughs) Well, we'll see what our good friend of the show, Rowley, can do. Definitely. Um, the grand final debate, whether it'll be the usual time slot, 2.15 or whatever it is, twilight or night, what's your preference and what do you think will happen, Ben? I'm not sure what will happen, but I definitely love that afternoon time slot. It's been such a tr- tradition um, and grand final days is one of my favourite days of the year. It sort to be weird if it wasn't in that time slot, but in saying that it's gonna be different anyway with no crowd, so it probably is a good time to experiment, in a sense. I I couldn't agree more, but I personally couldn't stand it being at night. It wouldn't feel like a grand final in my opinion. Yeah. I'm a massive traditionalist and you yeah. know that two I am not sure what the exact time is, but two o'clock, whatever, that's perfect. You get your presentations in before six. That's yeah. that's grand de- grand final day for me. So, but yeah, it's definitely leaning towards, if not a twilight, a seven o'clock start. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Even as well with the in- entertainment, that'll be interesting because they'll probably won't be able to get any international stars. So yeah, I wonder what they're going to do there, and there'll be no crowd to enjoy that. So, well, I mean, I've the entertainment's. I couldn't care less, to be honest. It's about the footy. And I don't think many true footy fans care about the entertainment. So, yeah, hopefully that doesn't weigh up on Gil's mind too much. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be. But hopefully they get Mike Brady to sing up there. Because Ailey, that's a good part of the day. Oh, that's all you need, in my opinion. He can sing up there, because Ailey, he can sing the national anthem too, for all I care. That's... I mean, you hear that song, you think there's about ten minutes till the bounce. Yeah, ready to go. It does get your fight final. up, and the crowd get into exactly. it. It's just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it it is going to be disappointing not having a crowd, likely on grand final day. But we're going to take any footy we can get at this stage. So yeah. definitely another interesting debate. Um, Jack Stephen, obviously been in the news through a very unfortunate incident last week which we we send our thoughts to him we hope he's okay and I think he's been admitted from hospital but what were what do you think about this one Benny well it's hard to well nothing's really been said what actually occurred so it's hard to really know what happened or make assumptions but yeah it's definitely unfortunate and even for the cats they've sort of made a big call like Melbourne with Bunnell, sort of. Obviously, Stevens proved himself. But it's just interesting to see how that will play out with the Cats. And, yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are on it. But. Well, he's a, he's a very good player. Like, he's a four-time Trevor Barker medalist. So he's been St Kilda's player, best player for a very long time. But, yeah. I mean, there's been some rumours, speculation that has something to do with Girlfriends and ex girlfriends, but yeah. This, the, yeah. I don't think you can read into that too much considering Jack himself hasn't come out and said anything. Yeah. I mean Eddie Maguire's I I'm not sure exactly what he said, but he's speculating that he, if Jack doesn't say this, blah blah blah. So I think when he's actually been injured and hurt in such a way you need to give him his privacy for a while before yeah. you get to the bottom of it. And I think if he can get back playing, it'll prove to be very good get for the Cats. And they didn't give much. They didn't have to give up much for him. Yeah, very good player. I mean, they lost Tim Cowley, but they did get, you know, a a B grade, almost A grade midfielder back. So if he's fit and healthy, I mean, he's had his mental health issues in the past. So hopefully this doesn't affect him too much and he can get back out there. I think him working with Dangerfield could be very really good for the Cats. And
1: Definitely. then Ablett,
0: Ablett in there sometimes. So it, they've got a very good midfield still, don't they? It's ridiculous, actually. But they're all obviously aging a bit. But they're, they're yeah. just always, in our lifetime at least, they've just always been a good team. Always yeah. around the mark. So, yeah. And while we're on Geelong, they're with no crowds, they're asking for all their home games to be played at GMHBA Stadium. What do you reckon about that, Ben? Well, I think the AFL are leaning towards actually letting them. And whilst there's no crowds, I actually don't mind it. Well, yeah, I can see both sides. It is a big advantage for them. They play it so well and know it so well. So there's one side that you think it's too big of an advantage, but at the same time, it's their home ground. Yeah. Like, just because... So, yeah, I, I, I can see why they would... Be able to do it, and why they wouldn't. So it'll be interesting and to see what they come up with, especially come finals. The whole debate for the for finals not being played there has been about crowds. So if they get if they get a home final, it's going to be hard for the AFL to say no. It has to play play at the MCG. Well, realistically, this year it does not matter where any game is played, as long yeah, as the team exactly. gets the home game. As yeah, so that's another yeah. interesting debate. It might um. Shut, Chris got up. <laughs> well, he's got a lot to say, but I listening to um he was on the Howie Games podcast recently, and actually, after listening to that, I've got a bit more respect for him. Yeah, I was not a massive fan of him, but you can see after listening to that, I could see where he's coming from, and he's a very private person. So that was interesting, actually. Well, he wouldn't just be saying it; he has his reasons, and. He's proved himself as to be a pretty good coach. He's coached a premiership and a lot of finals, so well I've got to give credit he, to him. He won a premiership in his first yeah. year, which was I mean, he just he was thrown into a very, very good team. And they've been good ever since, just haven't yeah. quite got that premiership. So yeah. Yeah. And the last one on the AFL agenda, Benny, the Port Adelaide comments, namely Ken Hinckley and David Koch surrounding staying on the Gold Coast with Adelaide. Yeah. I mean I don't actually mind it. It's good to have that rivalry. You see that there's it's definitely healthy and alive, but I don't think it's really necessary. Probably not necessary, but I loved it. I think yeah. especially if they're playing each other round two, adds a bit of yeah. fire to the contest, yeah. especially when there's no crowd. You need something to Spark it so, and I think Adelaide. I share our great friend of the show, John Donahoe's view that they will be terrible and likely finish last. So I think it'll be it could fire them up. They've obviously had a very poor last two and a a half years, real real, realistically. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, no, it'll be good to see a few spot fires fights around the ground. It actually will be interesting if there is fights and yeah. given there's no crowd interaction, how they sort of play out. Yeah. It <laughs> will be an interesting dynamic because fights obviously do occur in the AFL. It'll be kind of funny to see that, <laughs> that with no well, crowd. Well, especially when, you know, it's all about social distancing. Yeah. Not to high-five, blah, blah, blah. But if they're just having wrestle <laughs> a wrestle a bit counterproductive. They bit, might anyway. have to. Um, they yeah, might sorry. have to refrain. Yeah. And this one's not on the agenda, but I just saw it then. Collingwood is thinking of putting cardboard cutouts of their fans in the stands. Yeah, I saw that last night. I don't know about it. I'd it rather, would be funny. Yeah. I'd rather, like, have crowds, I do know, like, where, where on Zoom here, I reckon that'd be good. On the beach, screen, just... Just think. Yeah, that'd be cool, yeah. What about the know. crowd noise being put in over the broadcast? Well, I saw the difference that 7 AFL posted and I didn't really notice it that much, so... Not really, so... I think it's just one of those things that won't really make much of a difference to my watching I mean, it's experience. Just, it's just another one of those things that they've, they've got to come up with something to curb the disappointment of fans not being there. Yeah. so... Yeah. Um... Next topic of discussion is The Last Dance. Probably the greatest sports documentary of all time. I know, Ben, even though you're not a basketball fan, absolutely loved it. So, yeah. I mean, we could talk about this for days, but, yeah, let's I think get we into could. this one. I've, I just loved it. Just, I loved the arrogance of the man. Only because it, like, I wouldn't usually say that, but just because he was so honest. Well, I mean, when you are that good, you can probably be allowed to be arrogant. So, but just. You sort of see where it all started. He was just like you and I, really, apart from the fact that he had immense talent. Like, no, but you know what I mean? He's just. He's he's much better than us at basketball. No, but like, he was just another teenager. Like, if you see where it all started. Well, and interesting that his father wanted him to play baseball. Yeah, and there was talk. I don't think they put this in, but there was talk that he missed a team when he was fifteen or something, and he that missed just his drive high school him. basketball team. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, that was obviously a big concern throughout the whole documentary. What what dro- drove him to yeah. succeed, and just all the someone didn't shake his hand or didn't, yeah. didn't speak to him, he would just how he found I mean it's incredible that Cosy was so good, he had to sometimes make up make up stuff to drive him to be yeah that good still, so And <coughs> he he thought that he'd done all he wanted to, so he went tried out baseball. The whole story is just fascinating. Well it's I mean people debate that LeBron's the best of all time or Kobe Bryant, but after watching that, I don't think you could possibly mount an argument for anyone other than other than Jordan. I share the view of Big Shack that um, this puts to bed that theory. Yeah, I mean, and he changed the whole dynamic of basketball. Yeah, in terms of marketing and around like the world. Got his own, sh- yeah, he got his own shoe in his rookie year. I mean, it was just ridiculous the impact he had on people as well as the basketball yeah. and how he originally didn't actually want to sign with Nike. Yeah. It's just and that's so iconic now, like how, how different things could have been if his parents hadn't persuaded him. Yeah. Yeah. And with the whole, like with his teammates, um, I thought his relationship with Steve Kerr, that was fascinating. Well, but when he, um, he hit him, yeah. I mean that was and Kerr was pretty young at that time was very interesting but it was just another example of Jordan being so competitive and so driven to succeed yeah. that he would wouldn't stop at anything. And I like how they included Kerr's story because it was interesting in itself like he sort of well, I f- mean yeah as goes. you said as you said to me when we were just speaking about it off air um it just seems like a normal person. Yeah. But, He's got one of the best resumes in the NBA. I mean, a five-time play, player winning championship and a three-time with the Golden State Warriors as coach. So, I mean, he might seem, as you said, just normal. But, yeah, he's got one of the best resumes in the NBA. Yeah, definitely. And I'll just clarify, obviously there was some big differences between Jordan and our age. But you know what I mean. You know where I was coming from. Oh God. I mean I don't mean to throw you under the bus, but that the time that we played basketball against each other and it went the wrong way was <laughs> Not as a I'm not talking about basketball talent, but just as a teenage boy, you know? Loved his that sport. love sport, Yeah. yeah. No, I, I can I can see where you're coming I'm from. I'm not trying to make headlines here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was incredible documentary, I dare say I will watch it again at yeah. some point. So yeah. How and Tom Brady? There's that's just come out the last day or two that he's having a documentary as well. So. Oh really? Has it yeah. been filmed or starting filming? I'm not not sure. I think there's a trailer. So. But I, and that would be good too. I mean, I don't know much at all about NFL, yeah. but you obviously know who Tom Brady is. Yeah, and it would help you learn more about the game, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what Chad Wingard came out and said a couple of weeks ago about he he would like an AFL player to have a similar documentary made about him was interesting. Who do you reckon they would do that about? I'd love to see one on Buddy Franklin. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the... He's the same, in a way, with what he does. He's similar to... MJ, in just that he does things freakish things that not many other people can do. When he's oh, fit he's and the AFL's MJ. I mean, yeah. and he's got that swagger about him as well. I'm not sure yeah. he has that drive. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think they share that similarity. But definitely the freakish nature, just yeah, the best, the best when you're at the top. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what his teammates say about him, what he's like around the group. Because I mean, he, is, he is, like, so much better than anyone he, he's played with, really. Well, when I have heard, well, definitely Sydney team, they talk about how good of a teammate he is yeah, and good person. So, I mean, there was, came out, oh, I think it was last week, that he wanted to stay at Hawthorne, but Kalyko yeah. didn't push him out the door, but their relationship more or less did. So yeah. that was interesting. And you had Ruffy saying that, that he actually thinks it helped them win three in a row. Yeah. I mean, no doubt Franklin would have helped win another Premiership. But yeah. Yeah. It just probably... Well, that would have to, ...to how good Hawthorne were at the time. Yeah. Um, but who do you think in the AFL actually shares that similar sort of competitiveness? It's tough to say, really. Like, I think our best players, your Martins, your Fife's, I think they're pretty relaxed sort of people. Yeah. And there's it's so different in the fact that there's yeah. no one with that real arrogance. No. And, yeah, they're totally different sports and they're totally different away from the actual sport in yeah. terms of, I mean, a lot of media attention, no doubt about that, but not the magnitude that NBA players get. I mean, yeah. when you saw Jordan's first retirement press conference and there was... <laughs> I don't know how many reporters there, but hundreds of reporters and just as many cameramen, like ridiculous. And you had that reporter saying, um, I don't know if it should be, but it's the most watched thing around the country yeah. at the moment or something. Yeah. It just shows I mean, what he did for America, really. Yeah. So I, w- I would like to see a similar yeah documentary for the AFL. I think if it did happen, it would more be on a team, yeah, in terms of, say, the Brisbane 3P or the Hawthorne 3P, something like that, more than... I mean, it was about their last season, but it was Jordan. He held yeah. the rights. Yeah. He he had most of the airtime, so... Yeah. And the um director came out and said what it was like working with MJ. Wouldn't have been bad. <laughs> yeah. But it would have been daunting and intimidating. Oh, One other thing I did want to touch on was the way... Scotty Pippen was portrayed throughout it because his, like, Hall of Famer, 15 years in the league, all-star, six championships, blah, blah, blah. But I think they highlighted some of his worst moments. Like, they highlighted when he quit on the team, when he left, all those kind of things, rather than highlighting how good a player he was. Yeah, and I don't think he's happy about it. I saw a headline (laughs) somewhere that... Yeah, so, I mean, when you've got, yes, someone that good and also was interesting how underpaid he was in in those years when he was essentially the second best player in the league. Yeah. No, it would have been interesting to see if he, like if he hadn't have been on a team with MJ, what would have, how his career would have gone. Yeah, so, look, there's... So much we could talk about with that, yeah. but have you got anything more to add, Ben? Well, Rodman's also an interesting story in itself as well. <laughs> just It was just ridiculous. What a character. about him. I mean, the 48-hour vacation that lasted five days, he went like WWE wrestling, like in the middle of the NBA finals. Like, it was just and ridiculous. And they just, the Bulls just accepted it, let it happen. But I think... The attempted suicide was a big turnaround moment in his life, yeah and his career. I um, mean, Phil, Phil Jackson was obviously not only an incredible coach, but an incredible person. Yeah. Or oh, is sorry. To he was so understanding and he knew if he was gonna get the best out of Rodden, he had to let him run free a bit, yeah. so no big he he'd be a good person just to sit down and have a chat with, I reckon. Just just a great man. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you meant Rodman. No, that would probably go pretty differently. I can hardly understand him half the time. Anyway. Oh, just the way like what he was wearing in his um, sit-down interviews—the cap, the yeah. glasses, the nose and lip rings—are just yeah. just something you don't see, like especially in Australia and in, in AFL. But he's a good character to go down yeah. in the history of the NBA. I mean, yeah, you do need. Maybe not to that extent, but you need people like exactly. that. So, yeah. it was just another incredible part of the documentary. And so, one other Shane Warne also is supposedly making a doco as well. So, well, he had his um, thing on Fox Cricket last week with Mark Howard a week with Warney just going over his career and all that. But are they making a proper documentary? I think so. I think he's. I think he's confirmed. He hasn't. He probably. Sees himself as similar to MJ. Yeah. He's probably more like Rodman, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, he's had his big scandals and that sort of thing, but wasn't there something that he said he'd never t- done drugs or something? Oh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen that actually. But. I find he, that hard to believe. Though. Well, especially because he got, um, he got suspended. Done drugs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'd have to, we'll have to look into that more. We could talk about it for hours, but yeah, good documentary and there's plenty of discussions that come out of it. Yeah, that's good. Um, The NRL, not something, admittedly, we know a great deal about, but it's going to be the first team sport that comes back. So that's good to see. And any thoughts on that, Ben? Well, it'll be interesting to see if we can get into it a bit. It's the only sport that we'll be able to watch. Um, maybe we can learn a bit about it. Yeah, it's obviously was desperate times for the NRL financially, so they were very keen to get going. So, yeah. but yeah, any sports, good sport, it'll be what two weeks before. Yeah, I, so. I think it's yeah. like six days away or something. Yeah. So, um, but, but, but yeah, yeah, it's an ambitious call from them, but it's so far it's worked out fine for them. Well, mm. I mean, their CEO or whoever quit during yeah. the middle of this whole. So, I mean, Evening. and they have. You go. Oh, they have plenty of scandals just through players doing stupid things. So, they're probably it's not the best sport. Yeah. For marketing and all that kind of thing, but yeah, it'll be good to see some team sport back on. Yeah, it will. Back on our screens. Yep. Do you have a team? Oh, just the storm, purely because they're Melbourne. Yeah, don't mind the Rabbitohs. Yep, when they won in twenty fourteen, I think it was that was good. So, yeah, but yeah, um, the IPL and T Twenty World Cup. Do you think any of this will be going ahead, Ben? I don't think so. If you if the World Cup can't go ahead, you can't. Um, let the IPL take its place It's not It's a It'd just be Bad from the ICC If they just let The BCCI Dictate terms Well they do constantly And it actually really annoys me How they yeah. And it's it's all to do with money Which no one can do much about But yeah There's reports coming that the T20 World Cup which is in Australia which is probably the most disappointing thing about it will Mm. be postponed and it's looking like 2022 is the most likely outcome which is interesting I think it's going to set up a big summer of cricket in that year in that summer yeah um, with the ashes England coming to Australia so that is a positive to come out of it but something to look forward to but Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the IPL is obviously massive for India. And, I mean, players like Pat Cummins, who got $3 million or whatever, I'm not sure. Like, does he lose that or what's happened with all that? Yeah, I'm not sure. You'd hope hope for his sake he gets some of it. I mean, he's probably doing pretty well. Yeah. And I don't don't think he's the type of person that would care, to be honest. No. He's so humble and... yeah, can't speak highly enough of Pat. Um, so that's the cricket. Hopefully, well, another thing: the India is supposed to come out here this summer. Obviously, that's actually looking more positive, although yeah. I still see it as unlikely. But hopefully, well, they are happy to come out, which is good because knowing they're what they, they yeah, but knowing what they they're like, they could have easily just said no, we're not going to come. Yeah, um, but they're. Happy to help us out, which is good from them. I'm happy to see that. I think Virat just wants to beat Australia again. Yep. I think I think actually he's probably the MJ of cricket in terms of drive. Yeah. That stuff yeah. that motivates him, which is yeah, exactly. interesting. But Well, there's a lot of talk around so, how he'll go with at a crowd, but. I mean, another interesting character in the world of sport, but as much as you hate them being on the opposition, being so good, they are good for the game. Yeah, they are. And the last time we've got it, the NBA, there's talks of a resumption nearing, which is interesting considering the state of um, everything in the USA. Yeah, I don't know how they can i mean uh, it it'd be good for American people they're doing it tough, so it'd be good for them to have some sort of normality but Oh, uh, but like it's just ridiculous over there they're doing nothing to really yeah. curb it properly so well we'll we'll I stay can't... away we'll stay away from the politics, <laughs> yeah, but if Australia was in the same position as u s a sport would not be even being talked about, yeah, like well. It's such a they're, they're such a different country to us with the way everything, like I said, we'll stay away from the politics, but it's just so different. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully if if it's safe and if everything goes to plan, it'd be fantastic to see yeah. NBA back. And because it was so close to playoffs and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it, it would be good to get back into it. And, yeah, well, any I think sport is good. Especially after the... Documentary, the last dance, and everything. I think a lot more people will get into it as well, especially yeah, well, people, pe- just... people people like myself who don't really follow it. But I think I'll be getting into it um, when it comes back. So yeah, definitely. And I mean, the whole thing of the poten- it was potentially the it was released by Jordan in the wake of LeBron winning the championship in twenty sixteen yeah and then this coming out about Jordan, so it could fuel LeBron mm. to win a fourth title. All these yeah. kind of things come out of it, so yeah, yeah, it would be good, yeah so yeah, that's all we've got on our agenda and one other thing oh, the, the um English Premier League is trying to come back, and they've um had a heap of tests, and I think they had six out of all the people that they tested come out with it, so. How do you see that affecting their restart? So six people in the whole league have gone. Yeah. Which are they varied between teams or I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I suppose if you think about the numbers of all the people involved in it, it's pretty positive. But Yeah. I mean six isn't much, but it it's gonna affect it is still I mean if that was the AFL, it wouldn't be going yeah, ahead whatsoever. Exactly. So, But other countries and sports are dealing with it differently. So I think there would still be potential to go ahead with only six. So, but yeah, that's another interesting one. What do you reckon? Oh, it probably can't go ahead just yet after that. And especially England's not in the best of ways either with their situation. So, but... And they're also close to the finish as well. And you've got Liverpool who are um, destined to yeah. win, the, win the title. So it's frustrating for them, given they're so close. But you'd think if they have to call it off, they'd just give it to them, do you reckon? Oh Well, Liverpool deserve it. They've been building towards it for a few years now. So, yeah. yeah. If they don't restart, you would hope common yeah. sense would come. Would, pre- would prevail. Would prevail, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's all I've got on our agenda. But we're now going to get into our fantastic pre-recorded chat with our new F1 reporter, Jackson yep. Hodges. Yep, could be a bit of a long episode, this one. It's all right. We hope you stick yep. around. Stick around and stay tuned for some more, more guests in the coming weeks. Yeah, exciting times for Chewy. Yep, we're... Uh... Doing a bit behind the scenes, trying to get a few organized. So it doesn't stop, does it, Ben? It's a 24 7 kind of business, this. Yeah. Anyway, it's been good. Just you and I having a chat. Yeah. Back to the grassroots. It's always fun. So you would have seen on our Instagram page that we announced the addition of a F1 reporter. And it is now my pleasure to. Welcome, Jackson Hodgetts, to the show. Jackson, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. No worries, no our pleasure. At all.
0: So, we'll uh, we'll get into what you're here for. We'll talk about a bit of F one, and to start off, what have your thoughts been on the whole Vettel leaving Ferrari situation, and what's that
1: what that's meant for Ricardo and Sainz? Well, the real reason for Vettel to leave Ferrari was he wanted to be the main participant of the team, whereas he's realised that Charles Leclerc, being the uprising young gun, who's prepared to go very far in his career for F1, he feels that Ferrari's going to be more focused on the rookie rather than the pro, to so build on his skill and level of um, driving that'll help in the future of Ferrari. So he preferred to have the main... He wanted to be the main perspective of the team to make him win. But he felt that he didn't have that at Ferrari. And so in that happening, it made a big opportunity for many young drivers to be the, the new rookie to take his spot and let Leclerc be the pro. Because they wanted to mainly focus on Leclerc. So they wanted to have someone not as very good, but still a great driver as like Carlos Sainz. And Carlos signs will be there to help, will learn from Leclerc. And also be there to help, just learn and create a better car for the team. And even though
0: it's a individual sort of sport, it, it is within a team. So, what's your views on that? should Should you be an individual, or should you more focus on the team? Do you think?
1: Well, the hardest part about having the hardest part for a Ferrari was they both had they had very good drivers, two very good drivers. So, when it comes to pitting, because you're in a team, you've got you doubles pretty much, in a sense. Having a teammate means you have to focus on one or the other in the on the track. So when one has to pit, you have to leave the other one out. Yeah. You can also double stack where you pit straight after each other it's more tense and just it's a lot harder for them to perform in the pits as a pit group. But having, it's more preferred to be an individual sport rather than a team. You can always help your teammates and work together to get to the top but with an incident that happened throughout the last year's season, Vettel <coughs> became carried away with Leclerc and actually had an incident with the two, which was a pretty big news back then. That was sort of sparked his view on he needs to change teams. That was probably the beginning, I'd say. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah okay. probably more of an yeah. Sport, keep it up. Yeah. And, and there's also, oh, sorry, Ben.
0: Um, with Ricardo moving to McLaren. How do you see that
1: working out for him? Do you think that's going to improve his performance? Um, Well, when he was at Renault, he was also with Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg was a previous driver, and he's not, I wouldn't classify him as a pro, but he's still a very skilled driver. Whereas Renault had promised Ricardo when he went there that they'd have a performing car that would be top five worthy almost every race. But they didn't live up to their end of the deal, and they failed that for Ricardo, and Ricardo became overwhelmed with it all so he decided that he needs to find a better team that can create better promises and they can live up to those expectations and McLaren has been there before McLaren's been up the top once before many times and they're hoping Ricardo's almost on the gamble that they can do that again and get back to where they are they've changed engines haven't they yeah they're sitting with the Mercedes engines yeah
0: yeah. There's also been a bit of virtual racing, Jackson. Have you been paying much t- attention to
1: that? I have been watching a fair bit of that occasionally. I've been watching a lot of highlights. I myself have bought the actual program and started doing it as well. There you go. So I'm practicing it on that with my brother. But with the actual virtual GP, there's George Russell, Leclerc, uh, Lando Norris, and a few others that are participating in it, and then there's a lot of other other drivers that are not usually in the GP, maybe Formula 2 drivers, but there's only around five actual Formula 1 drivers in it and they're yeah. running the top pretty much.
0: Yep. How different is it to normal? Are you finding it harder to get into
1: or? Well, it's actually a lot more fun to watch because you see a lot of drivers that can have a bit of a joke about it and you can see them cut corners, cut apexes and get a lot of penalties but to them it doesn't really matter because they're having a lot of fun and crashes are a lot more entertaining as no one can get hurt and it's just if you want to have a bit of fun you can always just absolutely push into the rear of some other car and send them off the track which is always a bit of fun
0: just finally have you heard anything about a restart
1: for the f1 and when do you think it should come back well looking at the calendar it was coming back the start of July for the Austrian GP and as many of them have been cancelled but a lot of them have been postponed but it has been done once before where I'm pretty sure it was about 12 to 14 races in a season they've done once so it's not like this is going to be anything new to the actual F1 series so it should be pretty easy to get their heads back around it and sort it all out very good who do you think will win it? Well, that becomes, for this season, it's going to be very different as no one's been allowed to practice. So it sort of brings the levelling point to the system and lets everyone restart back where at a flat level, if you understand what I'm saying. So everyone will be back with the same experience again. So it'll be tough to say exactly who, but at this point, a lot of the virtual GP runners probably will have the most... Um, training, backing them up, yeah, such as Leclerc, for example.
0: Do you think Ricardo is ever a genuine chance of winning a title, or is he more a f-
1: fifth sort of around that mark? I believe, as an Australian myself, to look at, on the bright side for Ricardo and in hope that he will get the series, will the championship. He believes that's his main goal is to get the championship. He feels that he's been racing long enough, and he should have had one by now. So he's really hoping that McLaren can provide him with that championship.
0: Yeah, I think hopefully. um, as an Australian and a sports fan, myself, like many others out there, are really hoping that this change could be pretty good for him
1: and turn into something big. Yes, I agree with that. I'm really hoping that also that he will gain a lot of knowledge from this and use that, his previous knowledge into the McLaren's team and help them build on their cars. Definitely. yeah.
0: Well, that's all we've got for you, Jackson. Thanks very much for joining us. And uh, we'll look to get you on a few more times as the season commences.
1: Uh, thanks, heaps, boys. Really enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Mate.
0: Well, that wraps us up for episode 34 of the podcast. Stay tuned for some more episodes. We've got some exciting developments happening here at Chewy on Your Boot. So, yeah, enjoy.